Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Friday Pop-Up Podcast, featuring your boy, Big Irv. You know how I do. It's me versus you. So we're going to do this. Now today, and probably every Friday going forward, we're going to make this a what entertainment is Irvin listening to throughout, I'm sorry, listening to and watching throughout the week. So obviously there's a few few music um, releases that came out today. And it got to a point that I only listened to one of them, <laughs> mainly because uh, when I when I gave it the first listen, I had to hear it over again. So partially that's my fault. Um, I had the idea that I wanted to make Friday an entertainment type of day, and uh, I kind of hurt that path because <laughs> I should have known that when this artist released their album today, that... I was going to give it overdrive and I should have listened to everything else before I started listening to this one, but we're going to get into that a little later. We're going to end the show off with the music, but right now we got to go into the, the visual, the video entertainment, the things that I'm watching right now and in the wrap ups for a lot of shows that has been going on, uh, basically for the last two to three months. Um, so I've been on a real big binge of a lot of interesting, different variety of TV shows coming from comics, uh, kid related, um, <laughs> kid related with some adult themes and just some all right, you know, things that pop up on TV here and there that I just got to watch because for me, it sparked my interest. And then I'm going to mention a few shows that I, I pretty much gave up on my reason for giving up on them as well as what happened? Where did it go? Those shows. So we're going to spark off. We're going to have a little fun with this. And also I noticed as I listened back to a few of my older podcasts, um, as I make the audio only podcasts, I will be breaking those up. So Apologies early if you hear multiple ads. Um, I noticed that when I do break up my podcast, because I remember I did two different podcasts earlier that had four different segments of it, that the application that I use created multiple ads on one stream. And I apologize in a way that's something I cannot control. Um, but we will move on right now so let's get started with my wrap-up of invincible now i've been talking about invincible for the last few friday podcasts that i put out um because i really didn't get into the comic version of invincible because basically i didn't hear about it i never heard of it before so when a friend of mine told me about it it was already three episodes in, and I was just like, you know what? I'll wait till the fourth week. I'll binge two a week until it gets toward the end of the season. That didn't happen. Why? Because 
when I watched the first episode, my first reaction at the end of the first episode was, yeah, um, I'm going to go ahead and watch the rest that's available right now. And um, I'm going to get a headache because this crap is amazing. So let's, let's backdrop a little bit for Invincible. And um, if you do, got, if you guys do hear a little bit of clicking, I got, of course, I got the laptop in front of me because I got some notes. Um, so let's 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 do a little, a little backtrack on Invincible. So Invincible is originally an Image comic series. So that's not in your DC. That's not in your Marvel. It's not on those particular levels of comics. Image comics basically puts out. The, the, the form of comics that gives you an idea of what if and then throws it all in your face all at once. So I started looking back at a few other image comics and I'm just going to have to start going back and reading a lot of these image comics because I'm interested. Like that, <laughs> After watching Invincible and after looking at a few of the image comics, what have I been missing? <laughs> so, with Invincible, it follows a kid, Mark Grayson, who is just a, you're an everyday teenager, um, just idolizing his dad, who is Nolan Grayson, a.k.a. Omni-Man. Omni-Man basically is your DC's version of Superman. He's, a, he's an alien from another planet, comes to Earth, um... The only difference is he he basically starts a family before, you know, once he touches down on Earth. So they don't necessarily get into how long he's been on Earth, but you have an idea that he's been around for about 17 years because that's about how old Mark is. Or 18 years, sorry. Gotta include the nine months. Duh. Um, so the first episode pretty much gets to the fact that, you know, Omni-Man is basically upset because he felt that Mark should have got his powers earlier than what he actually did. Come to the realization that when, right before his 18th birthday, he ends up noticing a lot of things happening to him that he gets real excited about and brings it toward his father. You know, every kid's dream. You know, you want to grow up to be like your dad. So... Or at least every comic book kid's dream, you know, real, realistic. You know, you know, a lot of people in real life want to be better than their dads. But that's, that's beyond the point. So, we follow Mark through high school. And, you know, you, you kind of get a backstory of Omni-Man, his dad, what he does. You know, your basic superhero life. He does this, this, save the world, this, this. You kind of get a glimpse that he is with a superhero group, but he's not really with a superhero group, and they don't necessarily say why, until the end of the first episode. So, the reason, this is going to be non-spoilery, I'm just going to give a lot of my thoughts of each character, what happened through the show, why you should watch, why I loved it, why I hated it, and you decide. So, we're going to break each segment down maybe to around 20 minutes, but here we go. So when Mark discovers that he has powers, he goes to his dad. You can tell that his dad has a specific type of thought process that obviously you knew something was up. Now, 
your first watch through, you might not think that. But as I watched through the second watch through, my first thought process was something is not right. My second thought process was correct, but not for what you think. And I won't tell you why. Just going to give you little subtle hints here and there that won't be spoilery. Just a lot of fun for me. Haha. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but you start meeting a lot of characters. Um, you know, Mark's best friend, um, Will, who is um, basically, you know, every every high school guy has a best friend. Um, to me, he's a prototypical guy that they got to add to a show just because they got to meet a quota. Won't say what that quota is. You'll find out around episode five. But when you do, send me a message. I'm not saying it's a negative thing. To me, what I've started to notice in a lot of things, especially entertainment-wise, you have to have the strong woman character. You have to have the crazy black character. You have to have a gay character. And you got to have a dad who is a deadbeat. If you're watching the show and it has none of those four things, thank you. Let me know so I can watch it. <sighs> also, another thing, we're going to add a fifth one to it. Over-sexualized things. I like to be entertained by certain things that don't throw sex in my face, don't throw gender in my face, and don't throw a specific type of power in, in my face. So if I'm, if I'm watching a comic book, uh, show, series, whatever, if I'm watching a black show, automatically I know they're going to have some type of black struggle in it. But you don't have to throw it in my face. If you got a woman character, you got to have women being strong and can be on their own type of thing. But you don't have to throw it in my face. I know what I'm walking into. I understand it's coming. Don't throw it in my face. Later on in this segment, and not in this segment, but on another comic that I'm going to bring up. It was a few main reasons why it got me out of one show that I absolutely loved from Jump Street. But back to Invincible. So, um, at Mark's High School, who is who eventually becomes Invincible, um, you have Samantha Wilkins, who is uh, another superhero, uh, goes by the name Adam Eve. Um, and not A-D-A-M, but A-T-O-M, basically a push off of her powers. She basically goes by Eve because everybody keeps confusing Adam Eve as the the past Adam and Eve. So she just went by, she just goes by Eve. Um, and it, her first appearance is basically in a Team Titan version of the Invincible comic strip family. Um their whole um should i say shield version of this comic is called the global defense agency which is basically yeah like i said their version of shield um and the crew that tries to cr recruit his uh invincible's dad is called guardians of the globe hence justice league basically um so anytime something happens, he usually appears late because he's not a part of the crew, but he usually fights side by side because the crew is there. Um, at the end of the first episode, you get a big twist on Omni-Man and the Guardians of the Globe. Does he join? Does he not? Is it an argument? Who knows? I won't tell you. Good luck. But 
the end of that first episode lets you know the entire series going forward. So, as we go through the characters, um, I really won't mention a lot of the Guardians of the Globe characters because they're not featured throughout the show outside of maybe two or three episodes. Um, because the first season mainly focuses on Omni-Man and Invincible. Um, and everything that they have to battle with, with Invincible learning his powers and Omni-Man um, and his struggles with being on the planet Earth. Um, so you get a lot of different characters through the show. You'll, you'll hear about a character named Amber. Amber ends up becoming the girlfriend to Invincible, to Mark, um, basically having a weird story that, like I say, I don't want things thrown in my face, but when you see her character, you'll see what part of that thrown in face I do not like, but I'll give you a hint, it has something to do with black women. If you don't know, it's because it's not a it's not a, a huge stereotype towards black women, but for us who have dated black women and have been on the outs with black women at certain times, we know. So every black woman that listens to this, please don't categor categorize yourself into this because it's not talking about all of you guys. Um, then you got another crazy characters, shall I say, because it's technically one character, but. <laughs> It becomes multiple characters, especially throughout the first three episodes. Um, the Mauler Twins. Now, the, with the Mauler Twins, the one thing that I have to tell you guys about the Mauler Twins is, for one, they're not realistically twins. They're clones. So, the one kicker that they say at the end of the episode is, they've been cloned so many times that you don't know which one is the real one. They don't know which one is the real one. They have a lot of fun going back and forth, which brings a different aspect to the whole show um, about who's the clone, who's not the clone, um, that to me is very hilarious. I love I love the Mauler Twins. I want more of the Mauler Twins. Um, and reading a few of the comics, they kind of brushed off of how they used the Mauler Twins in the comics over the show, and I'm glad they did it because... <laughs> Um, if you actually read the comic, it's it's a weird twist with the Mall Twins. Um, then you got Art, who is the guy who basically tailors all the superheroes, um, and he becomes he befriends all these superheroes. So, with the storyline that goes on with Art, it has a big twist with uh, all the superheroes as well. Um, then you have a couple guys that you'll see here and there, but. We're not going to mention them because they have big parts in the show, but not really big parts in the show. So, a lot of fun things um, <laughs> that go on in the show that if you really pay attention, you'll catch. But if you don't, you won't. Um, for one, the high school that Mark goes to is called uh, Reginaldville Johnson High. Um, the funny thing about that is... The principal is actually Reginald Vell Johnson. Uh, if you know Reginald Vell Johnson, he is Carl Winslow from Family Matters. A kicker with that is the principal name is Principal Winslow. <laughs> so that was a that was a nice little twist through there. Um, 
then you got a lot of voice characters um, voiced by like J.K. Simmons, um, Seth Rogen, Mahershala Ali, who plays Titan. Titan has a a big future ahead in the comic and as the, in the show. Um, who else um, that I can think of off the top of my head? Ah, um, I feel bad. I know uh, Seth Rogen was in there. He played the alien. Um, a couple of people played multiple voices, but um, oh my goodness. Um, I feel bad because I remember seeing all these voices um, in the end credits. Like, I remember seeing Ezra Miller was in there, the guy that plays The Flash in the DCEU right now. Um, oh, I apologize that I forgot so many. Okay, so, sorry for the small break. And I had to get a nice little thing from the sponsor, but my nephew gave me a call. It was a nice little emergency fun thing to take care of real quick. So, going back to Invincible, the show basically squares upon the main two characters, Omni-Man and Invincible. What you learn about Invincible is his growth as a 17-year-old, just learning his powers and understanding the life of a superhero, mainly how his dad has been treating the superhero life since coming to Earth. There's a lot of fun, there's a lot of secrets, and there's a lot of tragedy. So, what do I give Invincible as a rating? Me personally, 999. You have to watch it. So, that's how I'm going to rate that. So, if you guys want to go out and check out Invincible, I pretty much tell you guys, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. You'll love it. Thank me later. Amazing show. Alright, so we're going to get into another show. But this is a show that's currently going on right now that uh, I really want to hype up a lot. Because if you guys know me, when it comes to sports and my sports talk, um, the one thing that I really like to push is women's sports. Um, I feel that women's sports is not getting the love that they're getting. And this is one of these shows that can actually push a few people into women's sports. Now... It's not all on women's basketball. There are little discrepancies here and there. You know, they're not going to show everybody doing everything. It's just what they do. The camera works better when it shows the women doing amazing things. But when you're actually watching the show, obviously you can tell some of these ladies just don't look good on the court. But this is one of those shows that's basically surrounding women's basketball in a high school level. And ultimately a coach that went from a negative situation trying to make his life positive and the show that i'm talking about is big shot big shot on disney plus so if you're in sports man i i highly recommend that you follow this television show it's um it's a show starring um john stamos who uh is playing the head coach of wisconsin basketball who ends up doing a bunch of things that causes him to lose his job. But the ultimate fire stick was when he threw a a chair across the basketball court during a heated battle between them and, I want to say it was Michigan. Um, With that, his agent lets him know that as of now, he can't get him another coaching job, and the only job that he could find him was a, a small school uh, in California, 
So, as he prepares to go into lower life, he thinks he's going to go Division Two. The agent says no. He said, "Okay, Division Three. Like, it can't be that bad." He's like, "Well, it's high school girls basketball." At first, he takes it as an insult that the only job he can get is, is high school girls basketball. But it quickly turns when he meets the girls for the first time. It basically goes up and down. You know, you have good, good things, you have little bad things here and there, but I took it as very funny as a, as a former basketball player because I had coaches that act just like him. <laughs> he ends up changing a lot of things while keeping a lot of things in his coaching style that make the women a lot better. So as you follow this story, the one thing that I want to say is have an open mind. It's it's a really good show. Um, you know, my mother is basically one of those people that it's hard to find television shows for her to watch. And <laughs> it was about five episodes in and I told her, you know, just give it a shot. You know, give it at least two episodes. Before I know it, she was already caught up to the end, the end of where we set off at the season. So if, if I can get her to watch, I know I can get other people to watch. But, um, yeah, it's 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 pretty much one of those shows that you have to give it a chance. After you give it, you know, two two or three episodes in, I guarantee you'll finish watching the rest. Um it basically has anything that you can ask for. Um the superstar player that's that's going through turmoil. Um a lot of players that think they're just okay, but they're really better than what they seem. Uh the hot head coach that really is a softy but it's still actually a hothead. <laughs> and then you got then you got the the players that are sacrificing their personal lives for bigger and better things. And then you also got those players that's just playing basketball just because they want to increase their college uh status. All in all, I think it's a very positive show. It's a pretty good show. Um they are I wanna say five episodes in at the moment that I'm recording this. Um, but if you, if you have about, you know, two, three hours, man, give it a shot, man. I, I guarantee you'll enjoy it. There's a lot of laughs. There's a lot of cries. There's a lot of (laughs) things that you'll see in your everyday life. Just give it a shot, man. I I guarantee you'll love it. All right. As we take a break, I get situated around, man. I appreciate it. But, um, as I'm, as I'm giving these reviews, the one thing I don't want you guys to think is, uh, I'm promoting Disney plus, but, uh, (laughs) The next show that I'm about to talk about that I'm currently watching is uh, also a Disney Plus show. Um, And it's called Mighty Ducks Game Changers. So the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, um, you know, it squares around the old movies that we had when we were growing up in the 90s, the Mighty Ducks. Um, The story is basically about a young kid, uh, Evan, who was cut from the Mighty Ducks team. So... The situation is, he gets cut from the Mighty Ducks, and, in, you know, he shows that, you know, the Ducks is the only team he wanted to play for, they're all winners, there's just no other situation as somebody goes rolling past my house like 300 miles an hour. There's no other situation that can better be, can be better for him. So as he goes off the ice, he's, his mom sees how sad he is, and she comes up with the brilliant idea of creating a team before the season starts and call them the Don't Bothers. 
to this day, I don't understand why they, why she came up with that dope. The name don't bother, but it kind of sticks, and then you know it, it feels like um, a solid name for the the players that's on the team. Like you know, every every player on the team had a situation that everybody just didn't bother dealing with. <laughs> you got a you got a player in Evan who was cut and just wanted to be accepted. Um, you had a, his next door neighbor who actually was one of the podcast stars and, and live announcers for the Ducks that decided to not do it after Evan got cut. Um, then you had the neighbor that just moved from Toronto, you know, hockey capital, obviously. Can't even skate a lick. <laughs> so he joins the team. Then you got another guy in school that does nothing but sit on his phone and come to find out when they went to visit him. All he does is sit in the basement, don't move off the chair, Next thing you know, he becomes the goalie. Go figure. Quick hands, no feet. He's the goalie. Then you got another player who's a who's a misfit. She's with the popular girls, but is not really that popular. Then you got another young lady who's on the squad because she is basically the weird girl, the World of Warcraft girl, um, the anime girl. Then you got another kid who is the parkour kid, the guy who always runs into things, jumps out. They call him the X Factor. It's very it's a very it's a very interesting show, man. You know, you gotta give it a couple watches to get used to it, man, but I fell in love with it after the first episode because I, I knew the history of the Mighty Ducks and I liked the direction that they were changing um with this television show. Then <laughs> then you got the one who wants to do great in life, but is only doing it because her parents are forcing her to do it. She's the last addition to the team. Well, no, wait, I take that back. She's not the last addition to the team, but she joins the team basically because of a situation that happened when she played for the Ducks and she decided to switch teams. The last two characters, they basically don't even put any type of push on them. They're foreign kids. Um, and, the only negative thing that I say about them too is the fact that basically after they're announced into the, sh- the television series, you basically forget that they're even there. Um, and, and then I like the aspect of the show that they made it clear that they wanted you to have a part in each character's uh, arc during the show. So when they added those two characters and then had nothing to do with them ever since they got put in the show, it kind of was a disappointment. Um, but all in all, I do I do enjoy the show. You know, I think the Ducks' new coach is an a hole. <laughs> um, you have a guest appearance from some of the old Mighty Ducks, and it kind of brings a nice change to uh, Gordon Bombay, who's actually in the show, running the arena that the Don't Bothers play in. Um, and I just and I just think that the way that the show goes. It's it's a it's a pretty much up and down experience. Um, either you like it, you don't. Um, I'm not gonna tell anybody to watch it unless you do like those little feel good Mighty Duck movies. It, it's basically the same premise, but it's over a t- television series. It's to me, it's very interesting, man. Like I I got into it. I can't get out of it. Um, I really like Evan's character. Um, I really like Sophie, the young lady that, that was the former duck. Um, Coob, Coob is the 
is the guy who's in in the basement that that ends up playing goalie. Coop is he's an interesting story, man. But uh, you kind of love it. Um, they they basically open him up to um, to being not only a better player, a better person, a more open person, things of that nature. But it was it's interesting, man. Like I I do love it. I I <laughs> I hate to say it, but I do love watching the show, man. Um, you uh, the more you watch it, the more you enjoy it. You got a bunch of crazy episodes, but then you got you got you got a couple characters in the show that makes you want to just throw blows. Like if I see that person in public, me, me and her gonna fight, or me and him gonna fight. It's like, <laughs> and that's why I like watching. I like watching entertainment like that, you know. But I'm getting a lot of good laughs out of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers. All right, so the next show that uh, I'm going to start talking about is a show that's been on a hiatus for a little while. Now that I think about it. Um, and that's the, uh, Superman versus Lois, the show that started in February and we are in May right now. And I think at the moment that I'm doing this, they've only had five, five episodes, four, maybe I don't even remember, but yeah, they, they went on a nice little hiatus for a few weeks um, or should I say a month and a half? Um, looking at this list right now, they're going to pop up exactly two months after the fifth episode. So yeah, it's been five episodes and actually it's been gone so long. I think I need to rewatch the first five episodes just to get re-caught up because, um, you know, a lot of the times these, these shows have a mid season break, but, um, I think this particular show took a mid-season break because they filmed everything all at once and then decided to, because of the COVID issue, they didn't have a chance to get everybody on set all at once. So I think that's the reason for their two-month hiatus. Um, So this is a show that I was really excited about, especially since they told the story of his... Superman and Lois's young twins, um, Jordan and Jonathan, who were also a part of it, um, and how their lives were affected by being a part of Superman's life. Um, and to me, it's probably the best Superman story that we have gotten in quite a while. Um, so this is another one of those shows that I actually enjoy a lot, a lot, a lot, because you you don't get oversaturated with Superman, but you get a nice storyline of how everybody is uh is living their lives around Superman. Uh, Lois, Lois's dad, the twins, um, Metropolis, um, even even his mom Martha, um. I won't speak much into it if you haven't watched the show, but, um, yeah, like, so you, you basically get a good amount of everything, um, with this television show. Um, I won't say exactly what happens. I'll just say this, that, um, the story hits a nice turn when they decide to move out of Metropolis, out of Metropolis back to... Smallville because of a couple uh, 
situations that happen in the story. Um, so you basically get a whole change of arc when it comes to the twins because Jonathan was the superstar quarterback. Um, he enjoyed living in the big city while Jordan, the other twin, was basically the misfit, hated every moment of his life, um, basically hated every moment living in the big city. He, he was one of those small town guys. So once they moved to Smallville, there was a flip-flop. So Jordan became the popular kid, um, basically chilled, laid back, and Jonathan was the misfit trying to fit in. Um, his whole life was in Metropolis, and he hated every moment <laughs> of moving to Smallville. Um, but it's been a learning curve for Jonathan, so he became a different type of person, um, as well as with the move, Jordan had a drastic change, um, not only with the move, but with some other things. Um, and it, and it becomes a nice little story because Clark, AKA Superman has to determine, does he wants to be the guy that is relied upon for the world or does he want to be a father? Um, and it's, and it's a crazy arc that you see with that. And it, it brings that much enjoyment to the show. Um, so you don't have to fix yourself to think that when you say Superman and Lois, that, oh, it's going to be Superman all day, all the time. Kind of like how um, The Legends of Tomorrow is. Uh, Arrow was before they put it a, a serious story. And all the other CW shows. So I, I do kind of enjoy this one the most so far. Um, whereas before, I was more towards Arrow being my favorite show. And I, I did like watching The Flash for a little bit, but um, to the point that I legit stopped watching The Flash. Like, I got annoyed of The Flash. Um, they started changing a bunch of stuff in The Flash, and I was just like, you know what? I No, we're not doing this anymore. Like, the season needs to end. Um, so with the CW shows right now, um, and I'm going to talk about another one in a little bit, but I think that Superman and Lois is by far my favorite CW show at the moment. And it's kind of upsetting that they had a two-month break because I kind of forgot that they still have a, a half a season to go, but we're here. <laughs> so the show is going to return, um, I think it said May 18th. So... You know, normally around this time, you expect it to start fading off a little bit. But, you know, season's still going on. They still got a few episodes remaining. So we'll be looking forward to Superman and Lois. All right. So the next one I'm going to speak on is a very popular show toward the audience as well as the tomato meter. And um, I know right now, I think they're three episodes in. Now, I'll be honest, I'm not the biggest fan of this show at the moment, but like I say, I'm, I'm watching a lot of shows and I'm trying to speak my piece and give it the, the positive outlook that a lot of other people are. And while I said I enjoy watching those other shows, I know it's a lot of those other shows that nobody enjoys watching at all. So that's why I'm here. Um, you don't have to agree with me. That's okay. It's me versus you. That's the main premise of my podcast. Um, whatever I like, you ain't got to like. Whatever you like, I ain't got to like. But uh, I'm the judge, jury, and executioner. <laughs> so suck it up. 
But we're going to go into this show, uh, Star Wars, The Bad Batch. So, with the Star Wars Bad Batch, the show is basically... It follows some experimental clones of The Bad Batch from the Clone Wars. Um, They try to change the galaxy and (laughs) in the immediate aftermath of the Clone War. So... Think about it, think about it like that. They're all clones, bad versions of their clone selves, and they're trying to change a bunch of stuff going on after the war. Yeah, I, I fell out after maybe like the first twenty minutes of the show, but I, like I said, I'm gonna give it another shot because I know it's a lot of shows that all my friends are trying to get me into it, and that's okay. I will be getting into it. I'm gonna try. Because uh, it's one of those shows that I got a feeling that um, after this season, um, it's going to be a huge push. Um, and while I don't mind missing out on huge push shows, I, I <laughs> personally, I can't get into it. Um, there's currently two episodes out as we speak. Um, wait, I take that back. Um, third episode just dropped. Um, so... Take it for what it is. I'm trying. <laughs> um, if you're a huge Star Wars fan, obviously you'll enjoy it. I, excuse me. I'm more of a mediocre Star Wars fan. Um, I know the stories. I enjoyed the movies. Uh, not much the last three. I enjoyed the first of the last three. But the last two after that kind of like uh, took me out of it. But um, yeah, man. Um, for all you Star Wars fans, I would pretty much promote you guys to give this one a shot um otherwise if if you're not a sci-fi fan um just go ahead and walk away from it because it's not going to be your cup of tea and last but not least um as far as the the spotlight shows this one was brought to me during my last week friday pop-up podcast um and that's yasuke the first season um now with the big push that my friends had on me, they told me to get into this as soon as possible. So, of course, I had to re-up on my Netflix subscription on that one. Um, I haven't had a chance to start watching yet. A lot of things have been going on in life. Um, I will be jumping on this one soon. So, for everyone that has been coming forth, talking to me, yelling at me, why haven't you watched it? I'm, I'm sorry. There's a lot of things going on in my life. I've been trying to help some people out, trying to do some things. Um, I haven't had a chance to get into it yet. Um, so this upcoming week, for sure, I will have some free time. Um, I will get into it. So I'm just letting everybody know. Don't don't cuss me out. Don't drop me off your, uh, your podcast list quite yet because I ain't watched it yet. I'm sorry. Time hasn't been there. Um... But um, so the the story is basically it's about a war torn Japan filled with mechs and magic. The greatest Ronin, never known Yasuke, struggles to maintain a peaceful existence after a past life of violence. But when a local village becomes the center of social upheaval between war, oh, excuse me, between wearing daimyo, sorry, Yasuke must take up his sword and transport. A mysterious child who is the target of dark forces and bloodthirsty warlords. I'll be honest, that's something I will watch. 
I'm, I'm, I'm just reading that. I'm kind of hype. But um, for sure, I'm sorry I don't have a big recap on that one, but I will. I will. I will be jumping on that one. I will. I promise you. And we're going to talk about this on Friday next week for sure. All right, so we're going to start finishing this this podcast up, but obviously I'm, I'm going to throw out a few other TV shows that I'm actually watching and recording DVR-wise, you know. Um, just just a bunch of shows that you guys can look on me and be like, I know that ain't all he watching, but for me, the WNBA season is starting up, so I'm getting into that. Um, you know, I'm a, I'm a big basketball fan as a former basketball player. Um, I started watching the Equalizer. I started getting into that. Um, and like I said, with the, the CW shows like Batwoman, Batwoman and Black Lightning, let me tell you something about these shows. So Black, so Batwoman was a very enjoyable show until, and if you guys know me, I hate when it's a big push on certain things. The show, you know, when you watch shows like Batwoman and Black Lightning and things like that, you want to get placed into a time with those superheroes. You don't want to get placed in a time where you got to go into what goes on in your world. And I feel that Batwoman started doing that heavy in season one. Now, in season two, it's not as heavy, but they kind of like threw it in there when uh, Kate Rose had to drop out because of injuries while playing Batwoman. It's like, okay, let's let's hire another Batwoman, give her a story but yet still have the same type of story. So what 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 I'm put what I'm talking about is the LGBTQ. Now if you guys know me, I'm a big supporter of LGBTQ. But when it comes to my entertainment, you can put that in the show. Like we can know that she's a part of LGBTQ. That is fine. I have no issue with that. But when you put it in there and then you push it 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 and then you forget that you're watching Batwoman. Don't take me out of the character is, is my basic thing. I'll give you an example. Season one, they basically turn Kate into who who is the original Batwoman. They basically turn her into a every female that comes on the screen, I'm a whole and it took it away from the story of her, you know, fighting basically to get her twin sister back on the positive side by by handling it as Batwoman. To me, that was the story. Then you had the issues with their father. Like, I mean, that's that's the story. If you have to bring in a woman on the street to be holed out by Batwoman, you lost me. You, I'm gone. You lost me. And then... They kind of lightened up a little bit here and there. Um, then we get to season two where uh, the, the young woman who is a, a foster, foster child slash homeless finds the Batwoman suit at, at a plane crash site trying to save some lives. Um, and then you got your new story. She finds out that you know she can use the Batwoman costume to avenge her parents' death. That's your story. Also, the story of basically still in the Batwoman costume to do all this stuff. So you got the two the two helpers for Batwoman jumping in there to help him out. That's your story. They ended up going back to the LGBTQ route. Oh, oh, this, 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 this. 
Um, we, we're throwing in her, her ex-girlfriend who was in the orphanage with her. Um, throwing it in your face, throwing it in your face, throwing it in your face. And then they gave her a story arc. I, I would have rather heard her story arc and then found out that she was in the orphanage and her girlfriend. Like, like you understand what I mean? Like, let let a story be told with these people before you give them a side mission to just throw in your audience's face. That way, when you do throw it in, throw it in my face, I don't see it as it being thrown in my face. You you understand what I mean? Like, of course, you got a female show. You have a lot of a lot of young ladies out here today that are part of the LGBTQ community. You you bring that in, and you create that for them, so they can have they can not also have a female superhero. They can also have an LGBTQ superhero to look forward to. And with these CW shows, you find yourself catching a LGBTQ um, superhero in each of these shows, even with Arrow. Um, you see, uh, the Lance daughter, she ends up going to Legends of Tomorrow, so now you have an LGBTQ person in both episodes. Um, with Flash, um, they threw LGBTQ, uh, superhero in there. Um, Black Lightning, the oldest daughter, LGBTQ. Um, Batwoman, LGBTQ. Um, and I, I want to say it was another show that I used to watch. I'm trying to remember, but um, obviously I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it's Stargirl, but Stargirl is um, a little too early and too young of a cast to, to push that out at the moment, but I have a feeling. You never know. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, so why do I have a feeling I'm missing one? But that's that's my my whole push. Like, even with... Um, Arrow, they threw out Stephen Amell as Arrow as he was over-sexualizing women, doing this and that. And, and like, I, I, that's not a push that I want to see. Like, talk to me about the Green Arrow. Don't talk to me about the kid who just decides he wants to sleep with every female in the world. You know what I mean? And then he ends up changing his life around, which is cool. Um, and then even toward the end of Arrow, they brought up his son. And how he, his his life as a gay kid, nobody accepted. Like, I mean, that's fine. Um, it kind of it kind of threw off the whole story that they had for him. Um, but it's like you do not have to. For, like, I would be good if I never knew the sexuality, either straight or uh, LGBTQ, um, throughout the whole series. Like, to me, you have a bunch of television shows that's for that. And when I want to zone out and enjoy a superhero show, I want to enjoy a superhero show. Like, give me a story of somebody coming back into somebody's life. And then you could throw a, a specific type of story with that there. And then we can move on from that. But, yeah, um, that, that's why I kind of drifted away from the LGBT. Mm, I'm sorry, I didn't. That's why I kind of drifted away toward the a bunch of letters. CW shows. Um, Black Lightning, ever since... They incorporated the Lightning character, which is uh, China McClane's character. Um, they they showed her as a hothead, and you know when you get powers like that, that the way that she got it, I enjoyed the way that she was trying to train herself to get through those powers, 
And then as soon as she got to a nice little arc, they, they made her a hothead. And it was like you kind of took yourself away from the character. She had to do this. She had to do that. She had to jump out. Everybody's trying to tell her, you know, pace yourself. Let's let's do it this way. But she had to do it. She had to do this. She had to do this. And then up to recently when she wanted to get out of the contract, you know, they threw in one of the things she just had to do to to kill her off and change her character and tried to throw that in there. And I just, I was all out after that. Um, and then the older sister, Anissa, just became vulnerable to so many things after she was such a character that was basically she she started out as the hothead when she found out that she had a thunder powers um and then it just like it just took you away from the show like everything positive that I could talk about the show it just took you away and then like even even the the whole aspect of the mom not being a superhero just upset with everything going on to the point that she started taking drugs that gave her temporary super like that stuff I enjoyed but when you throw in the personal stuff and you just throw it in and throw it in and just throw it in and throw it in it just takes you away from the show like I don't I don't know man like I I truly 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 enjoy shows that keep on the on the topic <sighs> but getting away from the CW shows um Another show that I want you guys to start picking up on um, are The Neighborhood and Bob Hart's Abashola. <laughs> the Neighborhood is with Cedric the Entertainer and, and Tashina Arnold, but when you watch it, you have a, a white family that's the next-door neighbors moving to an all-black community that's basically a high-end all-black community in south-central Los Angeles. Um, and that story aspect is hilarious, but... You, you got to watch it and to enjoy it for what it is. It's, it's a comedy show that you'll look, grow to love. And then with Bob Hart's Abishola. Um, Abishola is a Nigerian woman who comes to the States as a married woman um, with a child. Uh, her husband just decides to up and leave, still married, just decides to up and leave and go back to Nigeria. Um, as As she becomes higher up in the nursing industry, um, she picks up a patient who ends up being Bob's mom after she has a stroke, and the love story begins from there. Now, that's just the beginning. Um, there's a lot of a lot of things that's going on now. They're late into the second season at the moment, but that's that's definitely a show that I recommend everybody watch right now. Um, especially if you just want some laughs, some some jokes, some things that uh that just pop up. You know, it's for me. It's 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 a lot of enjoyment watching Bob Hart's opera show, little man. Um, especially especially hearing about a lot of the Nigerian cultures from my old roommate in college, and then I watched that. I you know the, those are the type of laughs that I just can't not laugh at because it's it's just hilarious to me. Um. So yeah, for sure, the neighborhood Bob Hart's Abishola, They come on back to back on Mondays on um, CBS. That I don't, oh my god, we ain't watching no CBS show. Trust me on this one. Trust me on this one. Um, also, I'm watching The Mass Singer, which is very interesting. This might be the one season that I've guessed the most people <laughs> ever uh, with Mass Singer. Um, so far, you got guys that, that have been eliminated. Um, the whole season's on, on demand right now, so I won't say who's been eliminated, but I guarantee you 
uh, two of them, once you hear their voice, if you don't know who it is, I'm sorry for you. You just don't pay attention to entertainment because they're fairly easy. Um, but, yeah, I, I enjoy watching The Masked Singer 100%. And if you guys follow me on Facebook uh, and Twitter, me and my aunt go back and forth trying to figure out who's who. Um, <laughs> so that's a good time on Wednesdays. Um, I also watch SWAT. SWAT's a good show. Um they kind of briefly threw in the whole um, Black Lives Matter, but it was real brief. Like, you, you can have a show with Black Lives Matter and throw it in there, but just don't make it the entire show, and I'm glad they didn't make it the entire show. Kind of sort of coming back a little bit now. Um, not with Black Lives Matter, but as far as, you know, the white cops being racial in the police force. They're kind of dragging that out for four episodes now, um, along with a good story. But I'd rather have the good story than something that's, drag that's dragged out um, because it kind of takes you out of the show. Um, but other than that, SWAT's, SWAT's a pretty good show. Um, they're on their second season right now. Um, one of the main things that they took out, they took out the father of Hondo. Um, you haven't heard from him in a little while. <laughs> Um, his adopted son, whose father just came out of prison to help out, you know, they, they're pushing that now. That'll be on the next episode, so that's pretty cool. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, when you go through my DVR, especially now, it's mostly a lot of old shows. Um, just because, you know, I like to watch old shows and laugh and enjoy life, you know what I mean? Watch it in the house, all of us, um... Oh my goodness! Um, the Wayne's Brothers, Bernie Mac, those type of shows. The uh, um, what's the show that used to come on Fox? Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! It'll come to me later, of course. Um, but yeah, um, my wife and kids, Martin. You know, I, I like to refresh and watch those shows over and 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 over, and over, and over again. Um, House of Pain. I wasn't a fan of the new season of House of Pain. If you're a fan of the House of Pain, please don't watch the new season. Please don't. Don't waste your time. Oh my God, I, I'm upset that I wasted my time watching it. But um, but yeah. So those are those are the television shows that I'm looking at right now. Um, musically, for me right now, of course, I'm blasting the J Cole album right now. Um, I'm waiting for a couple albums coming soon. But right now, that J. Cole album is going to be on rotation for quite a while. Quite a while. And I heard um, Def Jam is releasing a DMX album in a couple weeks. Um, wasn't really a fan of the last couple DMX albums that dropped. So, take it, take it how you want it. Sorry. So. Oh, my God. Didn't ask for that. Sorry. Um, so, yeah. So, this is a nice little pop-up. That I that I decided to do, man. Um, I had to do a couple extra editions, so it's not going to th come up on Friday. But check out that unpopular opinion podcast that I dropped on Friday, uh, that came out Saturday morning. Um, so after doing a few edits, which is not much, um, the pop up podcast will come out on Sunday. Uh, listen out for the Straight from the Hip podcast on Tuesday. Um, all your Facebook and YouTube. Look out for the Unpopular Opinion Podcast. More than likely, it's going to be Friday or Saturday. Coming every week. Um, I do my pop-ups on Fridays. And, yeah, man. Um, oh, and the, and the Mondays. 
Monday Mental Talk on Clubhouse. Um, if you got Clubhouse, follow me, Big Irv 716, or just look for Irvin Payne. Um, we do those every Monday just to, you know, a lot of guys coming through, talk about this situation, but not give specifics, just to clear their mind, man. Right now we're going through a tough time with mental health, and everybody needs to speak with somebody. So that that's my platform to be there, to listen, to, to understand, to to share my thoughts, but not, you know, but not tell you what to do, just to, you know, give you positivity, because right now we're, we're not positive to each other. Um, everything is a gunfight. Everything is a hate crime. Everything is a jump on. Um, I, I, I'm trying to push a lot of positivity right now. So males, ladies, kids, grownups, um, if you're not on Clubhouse, I'll try to find other outlets right now, but that's that's the main audio outlet. Um, if you guys want to jump in on video, I got that part of it as well. Um, but those will be Mondays, middays, like around 2, two to 4 o'clock, if you guys want to join in, man. Um, so, finally, I got to drop in another sponsor, me, myself, and I. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. All right, everybody, so wrapping up, I just want to give a shout-out to everybody that pushed me to start doing these podcasts, man, um, just to get my voice out there, um, to my boy Jason, to to my boy, my brother Tony, um, Justin, um, who else? Charles always yells at me that I need to, I just, that I've been, should have been starting a podcast when I was living in North Carolina 10 years ago, but of course, it was a long time ago, um, <laughs> Um, you know, everybody, man, I appreciate you guys to help me get to this point, to help me with the platforms to use all that stuff, man. Y'all are all influential on this decision, man. And I appreciate, appreciate everything that you guys have done for me. Um, if you guys want to follow me, um, Twitter, Instagram, all the major players, big Irv seven, 16, B I G I R V seven, one, six. Um, if you guys are on Facebook, Big Irv versus the People, um, the Unpopular Opinion page uh, featuring Wayne and Irv, both of those pages are on Facebook. If you guys are on YouTube, Big Irv versus the People. Um, if you guys want to see my video game streams, I'm be on Twitch, Twitch TV, Twitch TV, slash Big Irv seven sixteen. So I appreciate all you guys listening and. Until next week, peace out.